Welcome to the From the STEM Up podcast. My name is Adriana, and here we spark youth connections in STEM fields. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our eighth podcast episode for From the STEM Up. I am super excited to foster a community of youth in STEM, and I hope you are too. Today, we have a super awesome guest who has done so much. Hey, Nuran, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. So my name is Nuran, and I'm a 16-year-old girl living in Saudi Arabia. And I'm a huge nerd. I love books, like every single type of book that exists. And I really love astronomy, especially astrophysics. It's, it's absolutely amazing in every way possible. And learning more about our universe, in a way, helps us learn more about ourselves. Yeah, definitely. We're going to touch on the astrophysics part later. But first, what does STEM mean to you? For me personally, I love STEM. I love everything to do with it. I think that what a lot of people forget is that STEM isn't just the math and science you learn in school. It's so much more than that. You can use STEM to like literally change the world. Every single invention from the light bulb to the modern day camera wouldn't be possible without STEM. STEM is the future, but what I've noticed is that a lot of people around my age are discouraged from pursuing STEM in university because they believe they just aren't good at it. And the school system in general contributes to this because from a very young age, students are told what they're good at and what they're not good at. And young kids easily identify with certain things. So even years later, they still believe what they're told at at school. Like me personally, I was really bad at math in elementary school and middle school. And only recently in high school did I start to really get interested in math and to really develop a passion for it and to excel at it. So I truly believe that schools need to start encouraging students more when it comes to STEM. I'd like to touch on that part when you said that students get discouraged. There's been statistics, especially for girls, that the average time when girls start to lose interest in STEM is at 15. And that's because of the predisposed um, things we tell them when they're very young. And um, it doesn't only happen for girls, it happens for many different groups of minorities and for every youth in general. And I think we should definitely improve the STEM curriculum in certain aspects of the world and even in developed countries and to make it a lot more accessible and a lot more hands-on and more approachable for youth. Yeah, like a lot of times, especially poor students in public school systems, um, especially when they're in a high school, they spend a lot of time working, trying to also provide for their families. And math and science are obviously generally more complex, but they're also very rewarding. And I believe that sometimes teachers have a tendency to really focus on the brightest students in their class or focus on the students that raise their hands the most. But teachers also need to focus on students that may be quieter or shyer and may not participate as much because they may also have a passion inside of them. They just haven't been given the opportunity. Exactly. And I think school treats all these students as a sort of standardized being where everyone comes from the same background, but everyone really has different societal environmental factors around them. 
And when we put them in the same classroom, not everyone can experience the same amount of opportunities as their peers and their teachers, um, as you said, don't really know all of this and may disregard some of the hardships that some of the students may have at home. And I like how you pointed out of um, poverty and how this affects the uh, accessibility of STEM. Um, What do you think we could do to make STEM more accessible to these people? I think, for instance, um, when I went to elementary school, they would host before school and after school science and math programs because sometimes parents that need to go to go to work really early in the morning or stay to work later at night, they have an opportunity to leave their kids at school for longer hours and they can experience more hands-on activities. For instance, my younger sister, she did this makerspace program after school and they would do science experiments. And a lot of the students that would attend these programs did come from poorer families. So this extra time in a lab or in a school environment really helped them academically. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. And I think that should be implemented in a, in a lot of schools. Um, how was your experience in Saudi Arabia? Did you, did you grow up there or, or did you only have a short time of your life there? Well, I moved to the U.S. when I was seven years old, and only recently when I was 14 did I move back to Saudi Arabia. And even though I'm lucky to go to an international school, there is a huge difference between the science curriculum of the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. Like in Saudi Arabia, there generally isn't as much hands-on activities when it comes to science. And lots of the times, public schools don't provide, for instance, science labs for students. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a disparity there that probably needs to be addressed by curriculum implementers and, and school boards and yeah, things like that. Exactly. Do you think you have a lot more opportunity in the U.S. than you do in Saudi Arabia? I think when it comes to astronomy and astrophysics, it is way more common in the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. It's quite a new concept, like even the Saudi Space Commission only recently was founded. But at the same time, Saudi Arabia does provide a lot of science-based scholarships for its students. So that is very helpful to encourage them. And uh, on the topic of astronomy and astrophysics, how did you get into this subject? So when I was seven years old, we, like, we initially moved to the U.S. And obviously, I didn't speak English at all when we first moved. So I would spend a lot of time in like, the, public school libra- the public libraries and in the school libraries to you know, read more books. And I would always see a lot of astronomy books. And when I was in third grade, we were doing this like, astronomy lesson. And I went to the library and I checked out all these astronomy books and I spent all night reading them. And then the next day I like went to school and I gave like this presentation about how I wanted to be like an astronaut and how I wanted to go to space. And I think that was like a pivotal moment of my life because when you really go up there and like everybody gives you like a standing ovation after you talk about something you're super passionate about it really encourages you as a young kid and it makes you, it gives you sort of that boost to your self-esteem. And it's really made me like, even till today, I get super excited about astronomy. Oh man, that sounds super awesome. What is your favorite space phenomenon that you know and why? So my favorite space phenomenon is dark matter. Dark matter is so cool. So dark matter in simple words, it's just particles that don't emit absorb or reflect any light 
but we know that they're there because we can see like their effects. So the universe itself is mostly made up of dark matter. And some studies have even shown that almost 95% of the universe is made up of dark matter. And like astronomers and scientists initially discovered this because when they looked at galaxies, they saw that there isn't enough gravity from visible matter to hold these galaxies together. So there must be something that we like can't see. And there's a lot of theories regarding dark matter and how it's formed and what exactly it is. But it's still a mystery for the most part. Nobody really knows what it is yet. And in my opinion, that's what makes it so awesome. And I also really love black holes. Black holes are the coolest things ever. In, in my space club, we actually had a lesson about black holes a couple of days ago. Yeah, I remember when that first picture of the black hole came out. That was really revolutionary. And, and there's so many things that are unknown about Earth, let alone space, right? Exactly. One of the three big biggest mysteries are our own brain, the deepest part of the oceans, and also space. And I think space is is the biggest one because I think we keep discovering new things every single year and it's and it's just such a fascinating field. I totally agree with that. And I really wish that governments around the world would invest more in space technology. Because especially like, you know, for instance in the nineties, NASA got a lot of funding, but these days their funding has decreased. And I believe that encouraging students to pursue STEM degrees is, is really important for the world and for the economy. And an important part of that is investing in organizations that keep discovering really amazing things about our universe. And it's, it's especially tough right now because of the pandemic and the recession yeah, that course. may occur. And we're dealing with a lot of things on Earth right now. So it may be a lot more difficult for the international organizations or sorry, the national organizations like NASA and the Saudi Arabia Space Commission to have funding. But what do you think about the recent SpaceX launch? I know that was kind of covered up by a lot of the things that are happening today in the world. It was it was one of the good news of 2020. Um, do you want to give your insight on that? I mean, it was amazing. And I honestly, I wish I was one of those astronauts right now. Like, the Earth is such a mess currently, you know, with the pandemic and with everything that's been happening. So it must have been good to leave. I know, right? But yeah, it's, um, SpaceX is great. But I think personally that um, space exploration should be something that we should fund, but currently I think we should invest most of our funds towards healthcare and crises that are happening on Earth um, before we yeah, of course. start to look at the things out in space. Like personally, um, you know how SpaceX has been talking for a really long time about going to Mars. And even I personally believe, even though I love space, I personally believe that they should delay that to at least a couple of years because with the pandemic that's been happening, it's more crucial for the world to invest, especially in poor communities and especially because a lot of people have lost their jobs and their livelihoods to invest in them. Exactly, exactly. What is your future career goal or path? I know it's a big question right now, but... So I really want to study astrophysics and maybe computer engineering when I go to university. And afterwards, I would love to work at a space agency, such as NASA or SpaceX. But I think my ultimate goal in life is to become an astronaut. And actually, I decided to study computer engineering along with astrophysics. Um, 
you know, after the black hole photo came out, you know, when I realized that it was mostly discovered through coding, I thought that was absolutely amazing. And I really want to be able to learn how to do that in the future. Yeah, I know they took a bunch of telescopes from different areas on Earth and kind of converged them to make a visible image with the visible spectrum. And it was just so fascinating how they did that. Yeah, computer engineering is super cool. What kind of things have you been doing to get into computer engineering? So currently um, in school, we, we have a computer science class, but we don't really learn coding. So I've really been trying to find courses online that can you know help me learn to code. And a really good website that I found is code.org. Um, and even Khan Academy, they have a bunch of things about coding and it's it's really useful. Yeah, there's a bunch of sources online that help with coding, such as code.org. I know you mentioned Khan Academy. There's Free Code Camp, Code Academy. Literally just search up things on YouTube and make projects, and that helps you with mm -hmm. your own understanding of any coding language. Um, so with that, I'm just going to hop into the break. And afterwards, we're going to talk about something that Nudon has been working on that I'm really uh, inspired by. So I hope you guys enjoy the break. Hey guys, I found this really great website called dweebsglobal.org. So that is D-W-E-E-B-S global.org. It's an all-volunteer international movement that offers free mentorship and everything from career advice to mental health. So for example, I needed advice on how to make a resume. I could reach out to the mentors on the platform for free and they would look over my resume before maybe a job interview or a volunteer position. So I definitely recommend checking them out. Yo, it's Adriana popping in for the break. <laughs> Do you like this podcast and want to be part of an episode? Are you 18 and under and have something cool to share about STEM? Well, make sure to follow at Sum Up Podcast, which is at S-T-E-M-P-O-D-A-S-T. I almost didn't know how to spell podcast there, but <laughs> make sure to follow our Instagram and then sign up in the link in bio and we'll just roll from there. Now, let's move on to the next part of the episode. All right, we're back from the break. For this next segment, I wanted to change it up and talk about um, Nudon's organization, the Saudi Youth Space Club. So what's your inspiration behind it? Why did it start? And why do you think your club is important? So I spent many years in the U.S. And while I was living there, I had the privilege of being exposed to so many amazing things related to astronomy. I even got to attend like space programs at NASA. And when I moved to Saudi Arabia when I was 14, I couldn't find anything at all related to astronomy. I couldn't find any clubs or programs. And I realized that a lot of people consider astronomy to be an unrealistic career. And I even met you know, lots of students at school that really wanted to pursue astronomy as their career, but were discouraged from parents or teachers because there isn't much of a career path for people that study astronomy in Saudi Arabia. So I decided to start the Saudi Youth Space Club to encourage and introduce astronomy to young people. We run astronomy lessons currently online and hopefully after the corona pandemic, we will be able to go to different organizations and schools to introduce astronomy to kids. And there have been, as I said before, many improvements in Saudi Arabia with regards to astronomy, with the founding of the Saudi Space Commission in 2018. And I really hope that in the future, more people will decide to pursue astronomy as a career. 
but that won't ever happen if we don't introduce astronomy in the first place to students. So I really hope that with the Sabri Youth Space Club, me and the rest of the team we will be able to go to schools and teach young kids about astronomy. Because when you touch people when they're younger, the impact they have when they're older will be way more tremendous. Exactly, exactly. And it's really inspiring to see that you're a female founder in the astronomy field and there's a really big gap with females as astronauts. So it's really awesome that you are one of the people that are breaking the boundaries with that gap. And that's oh, thank awesome. you so much. Yeah. So I know you got really interested in astronomy and astrophysics, but for our listeners that want to get started in studying or researching astronomy and astrophysics, what is some advice that you would give them? So the beautiful thing about the day and age we live in is that lots of resources are available online. I found many, many free textbooks and books in general about astronomy online. And even, as I mentioned before, websites like Khan Academy offer free astronomy courses. And if you just go online and research, you can learn so much about astronomy, about astrophysics, even about mathematical concepts. And just if you go, for instance, to YouTube 30, 40 minutes a day, there are hundreds of astronomy videos and they're really in, not only really interesting, but they're really informative. And you can learn so much from just sitting down, you know, dedicating a couple of minutes of your day to watching and educating yourself. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that astronomy and astrophysics are not really things that we delve on too much in school curriculums. So even learning this outside of the curriculum is what most people would do. I know it it is offered as degrees in colleges and universities. Like I've never taken an astronomy class in school ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're not really found in school. And so even learning this outside of school can really enrich your own courses, such as physics and math, but also bring you to some really cool ideas for the future um, and maybe even become the next Elon Musk. You never know. <laughs> so how about some advice for computer engineering or computer science? As I, just as I said before, go online, go to websites and try to research. And you can also find a lot of internship opportunities just by talking and asking people. If you, you know, I personally have emailed organizations to ask if they have internship opportunities related to this or this or this. You don't have to wait for people to, you know, to see a headline about an internship opportunity. Go and research yourself. And there are a lot of even free summer programs that are offered by universities if you are willing to go and look for them. Yeah, I think there's a big misconception with like many companies are just going to reject you every single time. But if you reach out to as many companies as you can and show what you got, most companies will have space for you, even as a volunteer or an intern. And it really gets you, gets your foot in the door to many things. So don't be intimidated of rejection because it will happen, but just keep going with cold emailing, cold calling. Um, If you want to learn more about that, you can listen to uh, episode three about cold emailing. But yeah, did you, Nudan, ever participate in a program or internship that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm currently cold emailing right now because I'm in my sophomore year and I really want to build up experience, especially during this time. 
um, but now I haven't. Okay, so yeah, just keep on doing it, and I'm sure you'll find something, and like you never know what you'll get. So I think that's all of the questions I have for you. Do you have anything more to add? Well, if it, I know that sometimes it's hard. You know, especially if you're interested in a major or a field that not a lot of people are interested in. Like I personally have never met more than three people my age that are interested in astronomy. But every big thing started with a small thing. So even if you are the only person that is interested in a topic, you should still pursue it because it will help you stand out later in life and today. Exactly. And a lot of people think that they're too young or what they're doing is too insignificant and maybe they might feel imposter syndrome because other people look like they're doing things that may have quote-unquote bigger impact um, or just more scaled but you don't have to work for NASA if you want to if you want to do astronomy and astrophysics you can definitely do something like found your own organization like Nuran did or even apply to these organizations and it, it's it's like a ladder like as long as you keep pushing you will always go up if you keep renewing your skills and keep doing things like cold emailing i'm sure that you're gonna be very close to your goal and yeah that's that's all i have to say thank you so much nudan and as usual thank you so much for having me yeah no problem and as usual i will have all her socials linked below make sure to give her organization's instagram a follow and yeah i hope you guys are inspired to pursue astronomy and astrophysics because it's a really really cool field and it's a little bit less popular but it has a lot of potential and even if you don't want to pursue it as a degree, it's a great hobby to look into because we're literally floating in space. And so that's that's just my excuse. But yeah, all right. I'll see you guys next week. And remember to always ask questions and to stay curious.